Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Parenting Proverbs, where we talk about all things children, challenges, and choices. We are your hosts, Zoe Shaw and Deanna Carter Boswell. We're licensed professional counselors in the state of Georgia who work with children, adolescents, and their families. That's right. And today, uh, we are going to kind of piggyback off of the topic we started last week. We started talking about attachment styles. And so just to take it one step further, I think it's a good segue to talk about, is it attention seeking that children are exhibiting or is it attachment seeking? Because I think sometimes we get the two confused and we see kids that might be acting in certain ways and we're Mm -hmm. just like, oh, you know, they're just trying to seek attention. But is it attention that they're wanting or is it attachment? Yeah, that is a good question. Um, Because I think a lot of times we look at children's behaviors and we just assume, oh, they just want attention or they say things, oh, they just want attention. But are they seeking connection or do they really need attention? There is purpose and behavior. And that is something that I have found to be true, that most kids want to do well. Um, You know, they typically don't want to have fights with their parents. They don't want to have fights with their siblings. They don't want to be failing classes. They want to do well, but there's something there that's causing whatever their goal is to be a little difficult. Right. And what we know is that attention-seeking behavior is not actually about attention. It's about attachment. And I think as human beings, we're wired for connection. We're wired for relationships. Mm -hmm. And so when we feel that loss of attachment or that lack of connection between the people in our world it's our human nature to fight against that and do what we need to do to get our needs met right exactly especially with kids because just developmentally um there's different stages of development and those first few have a lot to do with figuring out the world getting your needs met um especially physically emotionally that connection so if they're not getting those things, we're going to see it come out in, the be- in their behavior because for the most part, they're not going to tell you what's going on with them because they may not know. Yeah. Um, and I like that you said it comes out in their behavior. And what we know and we've talked about before is that behaviors can be active or they can be passive. Mm-hmm. And so it really takes uh, looking at it with a fine tune to decide like what behaviors or what small changes you're noticing in kids Um, that can help you identify what exactly it is that they need. Yeah, because when kids are misbehaving, we tend to pay more attention to that. But if they're retreating or um, a behavior is removed, then we also kind of want to look a little bit deeper into that too. Um, So it's not just the loud, annoying, frustrating behaviors that we should pay attention to. Yeah. So when we look at attention as the child's goal, Mm -hmm that this is the need that they need met. Like they're lacking some kind of connection or attachment from the people in their world. What does that actually mean? What What is the child actually really feeling when they're trying to get attention? Um, so when they're seeking attention, typically they're feeling like they count, they matter when they're being noticed or served. So they're really, they feel like they're important when someone else is noticing them or giving them attention. Okay. I like that you said that they count um, because, you know, that's kind of, 
I think all people in some way, shape, or form, there we'll talk about it at some point, I'm sure, the four crucial C's mm-hmm. um, that everybody wants to feel like they count, like they matter, um, that they're courageous, that they're capable, mm-hmm. um, and that they, what's the last one? Uh, connection. That they can connect with others. Yes. But yes, the number one is like making sure that they feel like they matter. And so mm-hmm. if they're not being attuned to or if their needs are going unmet, they don't feel like they're valuable. They don't feel like um, their needs are a priority, especially with young, young kids. But it always carries into adulthood um, if those needs aren't met at a really young age and they learn mm-hmm. to adapt and adopt unhealthy behaviors or ways of coping with that. Right. So we talked a little bit about the the child that might be acting out. So what are some of those behaviors that we might see in a child that is acting out? Yeah, that's their goal is misguided. <laughs> Lots of behaviors. So this might be the kid who's having some behavior issues at school. It could even be bullying other people um, or other peers at school. Um, arguments, fights with siblings, fights with parents. Um, for older kids, it could be using substances, um, or breaking curfew. There's a lot of, I think there's a lot of kind of those behaviors that we think about when we think kids are acting up or, um, I guess seeking attention, misbehaving. Yeah. It makes me think of, um, also like the class clown, mm-hmm. um, cause I, growing up, <sighs> He who shall not be named someone in my family um, would always, you know, go to school and would be the class clown. Mm-hmm. But it's also it was always because at home, like the attention or the focus wasn't always there because parents were always at work or someone was always gone. And mm-hmm. so when you're around a lot of people, when you go to a different environment, like you thrive in that space because you yeah. get all the attention. So you want to joke around, you want to make people laugh because people's focus is on you and you're getting a need met that you might not be getting in other areas of your life. So I always think about, you know, the class clown or the one who's always like getting detention mm-hmm. or cracking jokes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. The comedians, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, sometimes there's a lot of pain behind the laughter and the jokes. So, yeah. What do they say? Sometimes you got to laugh to keep from crying. Yes. Um, that took a turn. And it's, it's a little bit of avoidance, too, <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> that's another topic for another day. Um, so those are kind of the active ways that kids can engage in attention-seeking behavior? What are some of the more passive ways or, you know, ways that we might not think could be attention-seeking? Um, I think just kind of retreating or withdrawing, um, mm-hmm. maybe just becoming avoidant, um, dismissing your ability to do stuff. So you might, you know, opportunities to step up and try new things. Mm-hmm. You might just say, you know what, I can't even do that because you don't want to put yourself out there. Right. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from being in spaces where you didn't get, again, it's all stemming from the same thing. You didn't always have the attention growing up. So you just yeah. learn to kind of stay out of spaces where a lot of attention isn't needed. Um, sometimes kids might become very lazy, especially when mm-hmm. it comes to schoolwork. So grades might start slipping because they become disengaged. Yeah. Um, the rooms get really messy. They just don't feel like um, keeping up with stuff. And I think a lot of that's because when those things are happening, 
it's a way to get people's attention without actually being very vocal about it. So Mm -hmm. if your parent notices your room is messy, they're always going to come and correct it or tell you to clean it up. And so that's a way to get attention without actually having to do something, I guess, destructive or. Yeah. 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 And I think there's a couple ways to look at it too, because, you know, for the, for the example of having a messy room, um, it could be, I know that if my room's messy, then mom's going to come in here and she's going to help me clean it. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of an inappropriate way to get attention. But if that, if you're only receiving attention for negative behaviors or things that you're not supposed to do, especially for kids, they're going to continue, continue to engage in that because their need is that attention and connection. Um, and it also could be on the side of depression, which Mm -hmm. your child needs attention then too. Um, Mm -hmm. they're having a hard time, you know, getting up, completing tasks, things like that. So that needs some attention and connection as well. So it's important to remember that every child is different. Every situation is different. Um, and to think, be curious about what's going on, um, versus judgmental. Yeah. And there's also some, I guess, passive ways of garnering attention that might not be seen as harmful to either person. Mm -hmm. Like, I think one of them is vanity. And so taking great pride in the way that you look, making sure that you're presenting yourself a certain way, um, because that might seek or that might... um, gain you compliments from people if you Mm -hmm. look a certain way or if you're dressed a certain way or if you you know look very nice um and so that might be uh, a way that people try and seek attention by making sure that they're yeah the best dressed (laughs) best looking person on the block especially with social media oh yes Um, the likes come in and people just feel like that's where their value is yeah i mean the research shows that the there's lots of negative impacts on kind of like young adolescent girls um preteens um about like instagram Mm -hmm. so i mean i just remember being in conversations with young girls you know feeling really sad about not being able to have a certain type of shoe or not being able to have Mm -hmm. certain outfits and things and their peers did Um, And it made them feel really bad. And they were frustrated with their parents because their parents, you know, their financial situation changed. So that, you know, vanity and wanting to be able to look a certain way or keep up with other people, um, it's it's definitely a thing that impacts kids a lot now just because of the access that you have. Um, And you can see what other people around the world have. Um, Yeah. And that makes me think of when I was growing up, I think by the time I got to middle school, a lot of the public schools were implementing um, like school uniforms to kind of Mm -hmm. eliminate that kind of comparison that was going on. Yeah. Um, But it it was still coming out in a lot of different ways with, you know, just technology they had, hairstyles, all of that. Um, But it does it does kind of feed into self-esteem because what happens when you don't get the compliments Mm -hmm. or when you don't get all the comments and the likes on social media, um, it can have the opposite effect of what you were trying to do, which can set you back even further. Very true. Very true. Um, And as adults or the village of these children, you see these behaviors going on and it can be a little frustrating. It can be a little annoying. Um, We can look at them as being, you know, ungrateful for, you know, not for having for some of the things that they have. Um, frustrating because they're getting in trouble at school. So lots of emotions and feelings on the adult side. Um, can you think of any other feelings or experiences that the parents or 
caregivers, teachers might have for a child who's seeking attention? Um, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think the biggest one uh, that adults might come across if they see kids, and it it also depends on the perception Mm -hmm. uh, that the adult has for the child. Um, So someone might see attention-seeking behaviors and it might cause them to become annoyed or frustrated. Others might see that as a sign, okay, maybe I do need to be a little bit more involved with what's going on Mm -hmm. um, to kind of help support them to navigate these things that they're going through. Um, It might help them to be um, more mindful of how they're interacting with kids and how they're modeling uh, behaviors for them as well. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Um, And one thing that just kind of came to my mind, because I think this is the most common um, time that I hear, well, I don't know if they're looking for attention or I don't know why they're doing this. Um, and it's when it comes to like self-harm behaviors mm-hmm. and children and adolescents talking about self-harm or even suicidal ideations. Um, and I think the point is no matter how we feel about what they're saying, um, they're saying it. Mm-hmm. So whether it's they actually do want to harm their themselves or it's they need attention. Um, either way, mm-hmm. they need attention. They need connection. They're they're missing something. There's a need not getting met. Um, so I think it's just really important how we navigate those situations because, um, like I said before, kids want to do well. They mm-hmm. they want to know that they count. They want to know that they matter. And how we respond to those situations is is really important. Yeah, and I think. Even growing up, it was always this idea that if you um, ignored the behavior mm-hmm. or just kind of avoided the situation, that it yeah. would go away eventually. Um, but what we've learned is that it'll go away temporarily, but eventually it's going to come back because, again, it is a need that needs to be met. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the better approach I would suggest would be understanding what their goal is because a lot of these. Um, behaviors that we mentioned could also play a part in a lot of other goals. So right. whether it's, you know, trying to get revenge or, you know, they're feeling inadequate or, you know, trying to get power, all these different things mm-hmm. um, that kids are trying to do as they're trying to figure out the world, understanding what behavior is attached to what need needs to be met. Right. So that as adults, you can kind of say, okay, well, how can we get this need met in a different way so that the behaviors you don't want to see kind of dissipate and you can promote a different alternative um, to support them and get their needs yeah. met. Yeah, it's it's so important to stay curious when things are happening um, because it could be something little. Um, a child could have sensory processing disorder, um, which is causing them to want to you know run out of their classroom or avoid certain situations. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be that they are having nightmares at night. So they're when they're going to school, they haven't gotten enough rest and then they're irritable. So it's really trying to understand what is the purpose behind the behavior and is it really attention seeking or are they seeking attention yeah and I even think that's just helpful for adults in general because again we learn these ways of dealing with stuff as kids but Mm -hmm. carry it over into adulthood so even as adults um when we're learning how to attune to kids' needs, we le- need to learn how to attune to our own needs and understand, yes. like, why am I reacting this way? Yes. What in this child <laughs> that I'm seeing is kind of triggering me and reminding me of things that I'm dealing with or thinking or feeling? Um, and so I, I think it's helpful on both ends to just be more aware and mindful of 
circumstances and situations we encounter. Yes, co-regulation. Because if if a child is having a meltdown and we start yelling, it's just adding fuel to the fire. You have to be Um, the calm in the storm. Yes, being the calm in the storm. So taking some deep breaths yourself. If you need to step out the room because it's just escalating too much or letting them know we'll revisit this later. Um, I like that. Or even, oh, sorry, go ahead. I would say I like that letting them know is the communication piece. Like even if you can't deal with it right now, just saying, hey, I need a break. So I'm going to step away and we'll come back to it. Because that's also modeling for them. Yes. How to handle their emotions when they get overwhelmed and frustrated. Yes. And understanding that if you are not feeling emotionally safe or ready to have a conversation, you do have the ability to say, I need a moment and I can come back and talk about this Mm -hmm. Um, versus it just kind of exploding, escalating, people saying things they don't mean. Then you got to apologize. It's a whole thing. So this is a skill that can be taught in childhood and adolescence um, and something that can be practiced with adults. Yeah. And even being okay with your child saying, hey, I don't want to talk about it right now. And not forcing them to have a conversation because you're ready to have the conversation. <laughs> right, right. But letting them take, okay, you know what? You just did something. I'm going to give you a couple minutes to cool off too. And then we'll both come back and we'll discuss, you know, what needs to happen, what next steps need to take place. Right, right. Um, and it's not necessarily letting them avoid it. It's giving them the ability to express what they need in the moment, which mm-hmm. is a skill that they that we need throughout adulthood. Um, and saying, okay, you can have your, you can have a moment. We can take a break, but we are going to talk about this. So letting yeah. them know. So it's not just like, okay, well, we don't have to talk about it. No, you need to have the conversation. It just may not be the right moment to have that conversation. Yeah. And this might have to be a whole other conversation, but I just think about like, people process things differently. There's internal processors and external processors. So being able to accommodate both people, like your child might have a different way of processing than you do. Mm -hmm. Um, And so understanding that so that the conversation can actually be fruitful when it takes place and not rushing the process or, you know, moving pieces around too. Right. Yeah. It's all about perspective. Um, And, you know, that can go back to the attention, attention um, seeking that we've been talking about um, because we can, sometimes look at things as adults like oh that's mm-hmm. not a big deal um you know she's just wanting attention he's just wanting attention that's why he's acting like that um but sometimes things that we think are little deals are big deals mm-hmm. to kids and we have to remember that because we've had plenty of time on this earth <laughs> and <laughs> they have not so um some they haven't experienced as much as we've experienced and i think we talked a little bit about that last season but that's something important to keep in mind that just because something isn't a big deal to us or that something is a big deal to us doesn't necessarily mean the kid feels the same way yeah and i think that if we're able to handle the little stuff that that's little to us and big to them they'll come to us with the big stuff Mm -hmm. and so yeah yeah it's all how we, how we navigate things. It is. But I think the ultimate takeaway is, as I always say, be curious and not judgmental. And that can just really help with our perspective on um, behavior or just different things that are going on with the children in our world. Yeah. Because I think it'll really help empower them to figure out what they're feeling and why they're feeling it um, as they're trying to learn their emotions and learn, you know, 
how everything is connected and related in their life. Right. And so, it also um, gives them the opportunity to learn how to express their needs and identify them. Mm-hmm. Um, needs and wants. Because there's plenty of adults we, who have a hard time with knowing what, you know, knowing what we want, expressing it, and asking for it. So the more, the earlier you can get that started, the better. Yeah. So attention seeking versus attachment seeking is, they're pretty much the same thing. And our yeah. kids need connection and they need um, to feel safe enough to express themselves and get their needs met and so it's up to us as adults to be able to identify ways to support them and meet those needs yeah and have some grace and you know there's purpose in behavior and kids don't get to where they are overnight um, and not on their own either Um, so just keeping that in mind yep and so thank you guys for tuning in with us on this uh, new episode if you didn't have a chance to check our last episode on attachment and parenting styles make sure to go do that as always follow us on social media at parenting proverbs and leave us some comments some feedback we'd love to hear from you guys yep or send us some questions or comments to our email at parentingproverbs at gmail.com and we'll see you guys next time welcome to parenting proverbs Welcome to Parenting Proverbs.